0: All right, Uh, Brandon Chalmers. Sir! I have inadvertently started a blood feud, a good old podcast blood feud, the likes of which the Hard Knock Media Podcasting Network has never before seen. Last week, I, I shit on the boss. I told him that it was bullshit for them to take a break because what we do as podcasters is is zero effort. And he came back with heaters, not only on this week's Hard Knock Life podcast, did he call me out for being a dickhead, rightly so. They came back to talk about the latest DC news, but also he interviewed former President Obama's chief speechwriter, on his podcast to talk about his latest book, but also to talk about like what he would do with the DC universe and stories that he likes and shit. So like we, we are fighting a losing game here. We are, whoa, we are, the whoa, David, we are whoa, David whoa, to the whoa, Goliath. Whoa, whoa,
1: whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> All right. Hang on. Let's take things one at a time. First and foremost, I was informed that they were on a break. Now, if I am incorrect about that, Fine. I'll own it. No problem. But to my understanding, I was told you're on a break and it's not my (laughs) fault. The boss doesn't understand the fucking definition of a break, but (laughs) fine at the risk of sounding like a fucking friends episode. My bad boss. My apologies. (laughs) Now that aside, where the fuck are our rad ass interviews? What the (laughs) fuck? And you know what? I'm going to stand up here and I'm going to say, Jamie, 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 yeah, yes. Jamie, Brandon. Jamie, Brandon, big deal. just for Obama. Look, (laughs) unless you are currently writing Obama's comedy bits, that shit don't matter anymore. Nobody cares about policy speeches. Man's got a tight five going on right now. And he was absolutely dominating everyone in front uh, with a live mic when he is absolutely just shilling for Raphael Warnock. Congratulations on the win. I know he's not going (laughs) to hear it. I don't care. Like the idea that that was a fucking competition was banana to me oh god but a man that charismatic doesn't need a speechwriter. he needs someone to remind him not to say the word "fuck" and then <laughs> start smoking on camera that's about it he needs a handler with a nerf bat and that's about it i can't imagine obama being unhinged and suddenly just being like well uh go fuck yourself and uh yeah all right
0: actually that's michelle's uh, arms that's all one right. of the that's one of the things that the guy and i forgot his name so fuck me twice see um, this is
1: what i'm saying <laughs> you don't even you got into a blood feud with the boss Misinform me and even then after you watch you still forgot the guy's name
0: yeah but he he said he said something to the same effect like obama didn't need us around he just needed someone to get the get the juices flowing get some ideas out there right there would be there'd be, right. there'd be right. times so, where so
1: like- so what are so what are we interviewing what are we? We interview each other on the record. No, 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 no. I'm I'm gonna throw. If we're gonna throw shade, I'm gonna throw shade. What are we talking about here? A shilling for this guy's book? Is that what we're talking about? I don't know who this guy is. You don't know who this guy is. He wasn't on our podcast, so I'm curious where our interview is. I want to ask him the hard hitting questions. How many times does Obama say "cunt" during the day? Does he actually tolerate most people? Uh, has he ever thrown anything at anyone? Have you ever been chased out of the room with a fucking whiffle bat? Like I'd like to believe that that guy's got a bit of flavor, and I'd like to believe he yield a whiffle bat like a fucking Jedi. Like I'd like to believe he is the mace window of the West Wing, and he is just fucking waving around a fucking fungo bat, just getting ready to take out any intern who's got a fucking big lip, like just ready to just jaw jago. Oh, I don't know if that's a great idea, just fungo and just right to the head.
0: Boom. Right. I, I think I think Keith just knows like Keith knows everybody. I well, yeah, I I get everybody.
1: it. No, I understand. He liked vacations with Lim Manuel Miranda. I understand. Yeah. Like and <laughs> Keith, this is Keith by the way, people. this is what I'm talking about, by the way. He we've talked about this in previous podcasts. We're punching up. Yeah. He's punching down. <laughs> That's true. That's true. He's he is he is quite literally attacking <laughs> his employees right now. <laughs> I, I do have and to and give- then and then using it as as content <laughs> for the website.
0: <laughs> I do I do have to give Keith some credit. He did try to get us an interview with Justin Lynn of Fast and Furious Fame. Right. He was promoting um, there was a show that was out, and I watched the show, and now I don't remember what the show was called. Cool. Um, but he was promoting that show and they and they requested like sample questions, and I was like, well. I don't know anything about this show. I want to know where Justin Lin takes people to eat. Like when they come visit him, like you're coming to visit me. This is where I, this is where I like to eat. You can't get this where you're at.
1: Yeah. By the way, I never got forwarded these questions. So I never got to have the opportunity to feed Jamie a couple softball questions. to get him to take the interview in the first place. the, The
0: problem is, is that we're not LA based. And so like a lot of the, a lot of the LA. Yeah. A lot of the interviews and the opportunities that come to the, the podcast network's way get farmed out to the people who are local. So um, I, I have to give Keith credit there because he does, he does try his best to look out for
1: us. We're just a lonely podcast from the greater Baltimore and D.C. metro area. We know nothing about policy or... <laughs> procedure or politics or anything else like that so we're definitely not qualified to speak (laughs) to obama's fucking apparently handler (laughs) right okay all right no it's fine i don't know who i'm getting
0: snubbed by but i know i'm getting snubbed i know that much (laughs) um so we started above blood food blood feud i don't know how it ends um, it ends
1: with us getting fired from the podcast network, at least <laughs> me
0: like i <laughs> i don't know I don't know how it ends, but we have the only thing we have is that we maybe record more regularly, but I don't think that's true because they upload stuff all the time, so like. I'm I'm not sure what else we can bring. I yeah, can he's got a much
1: bigger cast of characters. I play it's guitar. just you and I running this thing. I could play guitar. So that's what I got. <laughs> yeah. Like I I let me tell you right now, Jamie, nobody else on the podcast network released Sushi Boat Time. I know that much. Oh my gosh. So um I get stats on
0: the music I released through uh DistroKid. Right. Distro Kid. right and, yeah. Broke a million already, huh? No one gives a shit about that song. They, they've been listening to Get the Fuck Away From Me, which is like a 30-second track that I started at the beginning of the pandemic because I was like, I need to do something. So that yeah. song gets listened to all the time. Sushi that song's boat time. a banger.
1: I, 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 I literally listened to Get the Fuck Away From Me on, on Shuffle today on the way home. <laughs> Sushi Boat Time gets like no,
0: no plays. And I worked my ass off of that. I was like, right. I learned how to fucking mix things and like is take that shit out and all these frequency stuff
1: and see this is what's wrong with the kids these days they don't appreciate real music
0: well i don't know if it's the kids or if it's just i'm spending too much time on it when i should just keep releasing just random tracks
1: i think that's a great idea continue to release random shit yeah i'm here for all of it yeah um so, yeah, uh, the other thing I
0: wanted to talk about is that we're kind of switching up the format, not necessarily. But last week, uh, I didn't bother playing the intro until the end of the podcast. Ah, OK. Um, And that's like a YouTube is playing a lot of po- like YouTube is in the podcast game. A lot of people are playing, uh, putting their podcasts on YouTube. Yeah. and. Strategically, no one gives a shit about your intro. In fact, right. if in in fact, if you play your intro, a lot of people tune out at that point. Yeah. They're like, Fuck okay. That. So, so so it's an outro now. So we'll just we'll play the actual song at the end. We can talk like we can intro each other. Like that's fine. This, this is the fucking do-it cast. Yeah. Right. You know, that that kind of thing. Right. But, okay. But okay. the music bed is gonna be at the end. All right, fair enough. Um, and then one other thing, I changed the bottom graphic. It used to say get vaxxed, you fucks. Uh, and now it says "fight fascism and fascists." So cool because cool. because uh, I don't know why that's a thing. We fought two
1: fucking wars about it. Uh, yeah, but realistically, if you listen to some of the shit, like I, I was tearing through. Uh, oh, what the fuck was it? Maddow's new thing, Ultra. Ultra. Where she talked. You to told her- yeah. me about that. Yeah, right. And uh, that shit's wild. I have and- beef, I, I have beef to pick.
0: And, and, and this is because of history, but like, so the, the, I thought that the last episode was going to coincide with the the midterm election. So that like, you know, the last episode hits, it it leaves us with an up feeling thing. And we're like, we're getting into the midterms and like, we're kicking ass. Oh no, it doesn't end with a positive note. No. And it didn't end in the midterms. And I was like, okay, I understand why it didn't end at the midterms. And then the last episode hits and I'm like, where's the conclusion? where where's where's the conclusion there where isn't one everyone because got arrested it still happened exactly it, it never stopped no one gave a shit no one gave a shit sure they blew up a power station and all this stuff but and that's wild yeah but oh that they didn't get to serve in congress that was that was the, that's the consequence it. that's, that's it. it that pissed me off and i was like thank you for telling me about this, but now I'm even more mad.
1: (laughs) Yeah. 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 I, I, I have learned, um, what have I been listening to recently that has, that gives me a super similar feeling to it. And like, I'm, I'm glad that I'm informing myself, but it is also very fucking sad. Uh, what the fuck is it? Where is it? Uh, American scandal. Hmm. Hmm. Um, So this is by the podcast network Wondery and essentially they go through and they pick scandals and then tear into them. So like the first one, uh, might not be so interesting to you But what was interesting to me was Balco It was about the steroid scandal uh, That went through Major League Baseball and the Olympics And everything else like that through the 90s And early 2000s about Barry Bonds And, and all of that shit The yeah. second one though was a six parter About the Harry Krishna murders Ooh. And learning about Krishna and all of the Fucking craziness that happened with That was Amazing to listen to and doesn't necessarily end the way you think it's going to end. And just it is it is very good. Um, they also went and did one about um, the Exxon Valdez. Oh, wow. And okay. the oil spill and the yeah. reactions to everything. I remember and, that. I remember. And, that. I remember and, that. Right. And what it does is it basically takes major. Oh, also the Iran Contra one was fucking great. Um, but it lets me like I knew a bit about Iran Contra. I didn't understand all of the ins and outs of it it goes through and it breaks down. It basically picks like the perspective of one person for one episode and goes through their involvement. And then the next one, as the story goes along, starts to weave this web together. And then usually by the last episode, like everything kind of comes into focus. You're like, fuck, what? (laughs) Um, But like what I've, what I have learned is I have to be very comfortable with the idea that these are not, Stories that are being told, they are historical incidents that are being reported on. Yeah. And they're being prevent they're being presented in an entertaining way with backbeds of music and you know, slow reading and, and kind of putting everything together in a very palatable format. But the story goes wherever the story goes. It's not like we clean everything up at the end and we kind of, yeah. you know, the the bad guy gets there, come up, and it's like, it, it's yeah. not no. that way all the no. time. And that's a no. very difficult thing to come to grips with with reality. And Ultra yeah. was a very real reminder of, <laughs> like, this is some Wild shit. Well,
0: because Bagman ended the way we wanted it to end. Like well, that motherfucker Well,
1: well, well, let's let's not let's let's not forget the Gerald Ford pardon Nixon. So let's Right. But the right. The, the Veep got there were
0: there were consequences. Kind of time. I don't know. I, I felt like I felt I, I felt I, I was I was hopeful for our country because i was like you you're rooting for us to be like this is not who we are we're better than this but no we're not but no but no yeah and uh but also no
1: yeah it's 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 given me a very uh,
0: maybe it's not surprising that the 501st is a very popular
1: thing for people to do (laughs) <laughs> no, no, it's 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 not. Maybe it's, maybe it shouldn't be surprising. <laughs> well, I mean, in all fairness, people yearn for structure, so I'm not surprised that that is something that they get excited about. And to their credit, yeah. at least, unlike the Republican Party, the 501st actually do they good do- things for children in need. Yeah, uh, unlike the Republican Party who is more interested in the kids being born and then telling them to go fuck off after they take their first oh, breath. God. So, you know, they're, it's they're... it's weird that space Nazis treat kids better than the GOP, but whatever. I, you know, but it's fine. Hunter Biden's Right, yeah. Darth Vader's a fucking badass, but I swear to God, if I, I got to pay for your fucking textbook, I'm going to absolutely fucking wreck this Denny's. I will wreck this Denny's. You hear me? This. God damn it. I think um Swear to god I will fucking burn this Apple beast to the <laughs> ground. Riblets
0: and all. Yeah. It, yeah, it 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 was bad. I yeah. Thank you for
1: recommending it. It was a great podcast. And and, and that, that was one of those like I knew that that was going to feed every part of your life oh, which yeah. I know you love and hate at the same time, but like yes. when I yes. hear something that is that good and that informative yeah. and gave me a very clear idea about who and what is is, are out there, is out there, has been out there, has shifted, has not really shifted. like It it reinforced some things. It it informed a ton of things. It gave me weirdly comfort in like, how the fuck did we get here? And it's like, oh, because we've been here before and we're always kind of here. It's like, okay, all right. And I I realize that like as as silly as a reference as this is going to be, much like you and I w- reminiscing uh with rose colored glasses about the attitude era of wrestling, <laughs> we forget all of the dog shit segments that happened. Oh uh, yeah and it's not all beer trucks and stone cold and the rock and catchphrases and chair shots or whatever. It's a lot of fucking trash. And, And we forget about a lot of that. And our government weirdly is much like wrestling. It's run by people who are far too old to be in positions of power, taking advantage of people, getting hush money things, then being Uh, forced out and then actually having the audacity to think that they got bad advice and then could weather the storm and actually come back. Swear to God, that's the fucking report that I caught this morning Um, that after repeated allegations, they could continue to do this. And yet here we are continuing to vote for these fucking people Like somehow they're magically going to change. If someone tells you who they are, listen to them for the love of everything that you are. It's
0: it's yeah, they're it's just a whole house and senate full of Vince McMahon.
1: It really is. Like and, and it and it makes me very sad because I lump a lot of really great people who are trying to do the right thing, who maybe aren't the most palatable or maybe could use a little polish, but like at a certain point they're elected officials. They're not, I mean, I guess it is a fucking popularity contest, which I fucking hate. It is like, now. I just, it I, is yeah, now. I, it's always been. Yeah. But it's especially now, been. right. It's like, I just, it's on steroids now. Right. But like we, we don't pay attention to, I, I literally like I, the one I'm honing in on is Katie Porter. Right? Oh, yeah. Katie yeah, Porter yeah. is a fucking dynamo on a microphone. Yep. She is whip smart. She's yep. super capable. If she knows the, exactly if, what she's talking about. If the board
0: comes out, your ass is if grass. If the
1: board comes out, your ass is grass. And yet, I have literally seen in forums, yeah, I mean, she makes some good points, but she's real fucking ugly. And it's like, fuck you. God damn it. Uh, like, why does. Why? Why does she have to fucking look like Megan Fox to make a point? Because you're gonna, you're not gonna listen to her if she looks like Megan Fox. You wouldn't listen. Yeah, you don't even listen to Megan Fox. Right. That, well, I, we shouldn't. Have you seen her thumbs? Yeah, they look <laughs> like toes. But like, but like, yeah I I, yeah, I, I, I watch Transformers. I'm not gonna listen to Megan Fox. But like, <laughs> that's. <sighs> This is what fucking bothers me. And then we get back to the whole shit of like, why do we continue to elect these old fucking white dudes? And it's like, because somehow these cucks manage to be the only people with credibility to the 50s somethings out there. And I don't fucking understand it. Logic reason fucking like f- facts and figures, things that are presented in front of you, like, you can throw them out the window the second that you maybe are female or you have a D after your representation. It's like, Jesus fucking Christ, could we not do this shit?
0: Yeah. <sighs> Sorry, you get... No, no, I mean, I've been feeling this and I cannot wait for two more years of Hunter Biden's penis on Twitter and, <sighs> and his laptop. Like who cares mm, who fucking cares? good uh, fuck it it! Okay, let's just throw hunter biden in jail and move on i i don't honestly give a shit i don't give a fuck other. about hunter he's biden. not part of the administration
1: he's not part of the administration i don't give a fuck about hunter biden I, frankly yeah. if we just sent him off into a field and he just lived in a fucking yurt somewhere That's i'd fine. be perfectly happy That's fine. i don't care Send- he's never Expressed any policy? Fuck it! You know what? Anything. Let's let's solve two problems at once. Let's send Hunter Biden to Gitmo, and then let's fix Gitmo because Hunter Biden's in Gitmo. Like let's let's fucking make a Reese's cup of bad ideas and let's solve some real goddamn yeah. problems for C- fucking once. CEO thinking right there, Brandon. I, look, look, uh, right. To, like things, things that people don't seem to actually give a shit about making better and things that people shouldn't give a shit about at all. And yeah. let's just put those two things together. <laughs> Fuck yeah. it.
0: Um, I, I did want to hit on one thing before we get into what we're geeking on. Sure. Um, and I think this, is a, this may bring some light into your life. Uh, yeah. Dave Chappelle decided, <laughs> decided that in the, at the end of his show, yeah, it, it would be good to bring on uh, Elon Musk on stage. Yeah. Now, I didn't watch the Elon Musk episode of Saturday Night Live, but I understand that it wasn't funny uh, at all no to my understanding just shy of the steven seagal episode yeah which is but, widely perceived as the worst episode ever yes but it had steven seagal and steven seagal is funny on not on purpose like no he's, not he's, mm-mm,
1: mm-mm, 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 you don't no, find mm-mm. steven seagal funny <laughs> no 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 one listen to the I can't believe it's a like four part dollop episode on Steven Seagal. Cause it's fucking wild. Like him, <laughs> him being personal, uh, personally invited by uh duterte or whatever it is yeah yeah to, yeah to do promotional material and oh everything no. else like that oh, oh no. yeah oh that's no. like that's like the ninth dictator that he's done that personal appearance <laughs> fee for um yeah <laughs> okay, oh yeah no, no no never it, mind right. never mind never yeah, mind yeah no I did, I this is my like the, he did he did seagull did some movie that was fucking awful that was about him being an environmentalist or whatever it is and it has like a 20 minute fucking ending where he just like <laughs> rambles on on and they cut it super short or whatever it is, and apparently the end of SNL, the last episode, or sorry, the last segment of that SNL episode with Stephen Seagal, the the bit that he pitched and that was supposed to be on was him just randomly beating the crap out of everyone and then doing <laughs> that speech before that speech was actually in that movie <laughs> and the last segment was so bad that instead of doing the closing of the show, they put the little tag thing at the bottom and move to the next thing. It's like the only SNL episode that they never did the waving goodbye. Oh my They God. didn't want to go out there and oh. hang out with Steven Seagal and give him that moment. Oh. It was that fucking bad. To oh my, my understanding, you have to go search for it on like YouTube and find a secondary broadcast because NBC and Peacock won't air it. (laughs) That's amazing. It's so bad. They want no part of it. Not even to be like Jesus Christ is this fucking awful. They want so little to do with this. (laughs) Jimmy When he got done doing Steven Seagal Lawman, where he got thrown out of the fucking bayou, they sent him to Arizona with Joe fucking Arpaio, where they went to go bust a dude, hang on, you're laughing now, who had like a little bit of weed on him or something like that. They invaded the guy's compound. And while Steven Seagal was talking about, like, I think this dude had like reptiles or something like that. where like, he had like, uh, I'm trying to remember, so bear with me. He had... An outstanding warrant, but also he had pets he wasn't supposed to have because he was spotted, I think, at a cockfight or something like that while having warrants. And then they went in to go bust this guy for his warrants and immediately broke the gate down. And the first thing they did was shot this guy's dog. Oh, my God. Steven Seagal goes rambling on for like eight minutes before this happens, talking about how pissed off he is that he's an environmentalist and he's an animal lover and everything else like that. And this guy has the audacity to claim that he's the same and then go to a <laughs> cockfight and then immediately breaks down his gate and shoots his fucking dog. And oh. <laughs> what I learned is that Steven Seagal is fucking awful. Joe Arpaio is exactly as awful as you think he is. And A E might be even worse because they found out about allegations of the second. Sexual assault that steven seagal apparently hired this woman to be his assistant but then insisted that she sexually please him at least twice a day oh no and then covered it up because that's why they moved from new orleans to fucking arizona and then he hired another assistant Jeez. and they tried to help him cover that one up and I, like i, I, I can't even any, I like
0: any statement i made about right, being and this is
1: not your fault because <laughs> context but like Jesus Christ, when <laughs> Joe Arpaio, weirdly, is the best of the three, when you're like, Mary fuck, kill, Joe Arpaio, AE Network, and Steven Seagal, and you're like, well, I guess I got to marry Joe Arpaio, because he's the least bad. You're like, Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. The, so,
0: my only experience of Steven Seagal is his movies, where he right. does really shit Aikido. Right, yeah, yeah.
1: I, yeah. didn't know I didn't know any of those other shit oh so, my god it is so. <laughs> it is absolutely enthral. it is an enthralling listen <laughs> to understand because like in the first 10 minutes he like goes to Japan falls in love manages to get taken in by somebody then decides he's really good then decides to abandon his wife and kid in Japan and then go back to America and then immediately get married again oh and like god. we never resolve the fucking kid in the first wife they're <laughs> just out there, he was like, well, right, and like,
0: I, I just like, I just
1: picture him like shit ponytail on and always be like and just like fucks off to America, <laughs> and they're seeing him in the news and everything else like that, and he goes and fucking does like Under Siege Two, and does yeah, a tour yeah. of Tokyo for it, and his wife and son show up, and he's like, I don't know who you are, <laughs> and then fucks like just fucks off somewhere else. Jamie, I swear to God, there were like <laughs> nine different people that they, they had things about sexual allegations oh, with, fuck. there was a whole thing with DMX. They're like, there's just like, I just, oh my it's god, fucking wild to listen to. But yeah, in turn, Steven Seagal might be one of the anecdotally worst people on the planet. And that's Sounds. fucking impressive. Yeah. Well, I don't know how, like, <laughs> I how don't. Even- Know where the fuck we we start? We got yeah. started from. Sorry, I I, I I took you on a ride.
0: My bad. But but I don't know how Dave thought that Elon Musk had anything
1: funny to say because on stage. I I think Dave is of the mindset. At least it, this is my read on Dave that people with dissenting opinions deserve a microphone because people need to toughen up a little bit mm. and. I can understand the idea of that to an extent. Mm. I think telling someone to stop being such a fucking wimp about shit, stop, you know, like there's a number of incidences where I could be like, could you maybe get the fuck off the ground, stop crying and let's get back to work. I get. Hmm. Dave Chappelle's a turf motherfucker and I don't really care for him anymore. That's a real shame because I really enjoyed his shit, but Jesus Christ, over the last couple of years, have I learned a valuable lesson in separating the art from the artist or lack thereof? Um, And... Elon Musk is enabling fucking uh, racists and Nazis and all sorts of awful fucking humans that are debatably not human. And I, I don't understand the idea of looking at that guy and understanding why or how somehow that makes all of us better by giving him an equal and fair platform. Like what? What the fuck? And then fuck Dave also for when people started booing Elon that he made the joke of, oh, I guess some of the people you fired are here tonight. Yeah. Like somehow 10,000 people losing their jobs is just a yuck yuck moment. And it's like, I'm supposed to care about Dave Chappelle's mental breakdown when he had one during Chappelle's show, but a couple thousand people lose their jobs because dickhead fucking car, electric car tycoon and Emerald mine fucking uh, bearer suddenly decides that he puts his foot in his mouth and he spends more money than he should. And now he doesn't know what to do. Yeah. Oh. we're just going to make the fucking yuck yucks about it's like fuck you man like that's not it, there are tons of things that you can make fucking jokes about a bunch of people losing their jobs is just not fucking all right it's just it's not, not no it's it's cruel it's there's mean. there's no it's I see no down. real it's it's punching down right Way Dave down. Chappelle took a swing at everyone who got fired by Elon Musk yeah and <sighs>
0: To, to put him on stage and to let Elon Musk say, I'm rich, bitch.
1: Well, that was, uh, to, to be fair to everyone involved, Dave got pushed into that, and then he pushed Elon into that, because <laughs> when you were, <clears throat> at the time, the richest man in the world, no longer the richest man in the world. Yeah, I saw um, that too. Yep. Um, <clears throat> Why wouldn't you get that dickhead who's already catching a ton of heat to do your catchphrase? Cause yeah. it's going to make you chuckle because fuck it. What do you care? You got paid. That's true. That's true. Dave filled that arena. He got paid. People aren't, if you're going to go see Dave Chappelle at this point, you are not pissed off by him giving Elon a microphone. You might not like it. You're still going to see Dave. Yeah. You have made this decision to go see Dave. None of Dave's previous behavior or comments have made you be like, I really fucking love Chappelle Show and this sucks. I- I'm good. Thanks. Yeah. Like, cause that's where I am. Chappelle Show in a bubble was an amazing time and. I I loved all the bits and I thought they were very funny and they were very provocative and he he rubbed a lot of people the wrong way for all the best reasons yes. but I think there is a very real difference in between him playing a, a a blind old black guy who doesn't understand that he's black and his racist has fucked everybody. <laughs> and him giving Elon Musk a microphone after everything that happened. And it's, they're it's, both provocative, but one of them I think is helping to exacerbate how ridiculous the racism is. And the other is enabling a fucking racist. Yeah. And I don't understand how you can speak out of both sides of your mouth by doing that shit. Yeah. And it's it not, makes no sense to me. And, and, and maybe I'm, I'm an idiot. Like, yeah. and that is, it, look and if i'm an idiot i'm an idiot but in in the perfectly clear version of this i feel like i understood chappelle's comedy when he did it and what he was trying to do and i laughed at it and i thought it was very funny and i thought i was very amused by the idea of the whole premise i'm like fucking stick it in their ear get after them and i loved all that and then i'm here now watching this and i'm going if the idea is to poke at everybody fine but to what end Right, because I don't understand what you're trying to
0: accomplish here. It doesn't. He he doesn't seem to have anything to say now, except that like, y'all should get over yourselves. I'm rich. Fuck you.
1: Right, and And that's not
0: funny. Right, and but then also like, Elon complaining about being canceled and all that stuff. Everyone is listening to you. Uh, You have you have the biggest platform, like. You say anything,
1: this, and, and this it is gets spread right, all over. Yeah, well, like, more, more importantly, he's enabling people who are saying things 14 times worse than him. And then he goes and looks into the camera and goes, I'm just protecting free speech. It's like, great, on a yeah. private platform, you're allowing yeah. racism yeah, happen, anti-Semitism yeah. to happen. Yeah. Yeah. You're not protecting free speech there because ultimately, if you incite a riot, free speech suddenly goes away your actions do have consequences it's freedom of speech not freedom of consequence if people hear you speak and they tell you to go fuck yourself and they warn you to cross the street when they see you that's not like you still had free speech good for you you still have to face a consequence of what you said yeah like if if my boss hears this and he disagrees with me so hard that he's like you got to go that's me putting my job on the line when I come here and I speak, I know this. I don't think it's going to happen. <laughs> I think I would at worst case scenario, have a very difficult conversation about how I behave outside of work, yeah. but that is, it's, it's a very real thing. I think if I was on here spouting antisemitism or racism, I think somebody should have a real fucking conversation with me about that shit.
0: Yeah like well, it, it would be it would be the end of this.
1: It would, right, right, you would be number 1 with a fucking bullet. Yeah,
0: I'd be like, uh, nah. Right, yeah. Oh, well, okay. there are teaching moments and then there's nah.
1: Right, right.
0: Right. There's, there's and more importantly,
1: there are teaching yeah. moments, but he's not interested in learning. Yeah. Elon's not interested in learning. Dave's not interested in learning. No. When you are that rich and you have a bunch of glad-handed yes-men around you, you stop taking advice and eventually you start eating your own tail. Yeah.
0: (laughs) And then your stock prices get
1: down. And then your stock prices go down and good because, again, (laughs) freedom of speech isn't freedom of consequence. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like Vince McMahon's learning that Elon's learning that like I'm I'm glad because ultimately money is the only thing that these people get affected by. Yeah. In the companies that they're part of, they misbehave or whatever it is in the company has to pay a fine. It doesn't go to jail. It doesn't suddenly get taken down. It doesn't have its licenses revoked and say, hey, you're not allowed to be. If we if we indicted the fucking Twitter corp for behavior and it got found guilty of misdoing and it it got it got charged with these things, they wouldn't turn the servers off. They'd find Twitter and then Twitter would continue to make potentially money provided it was actually a lucrative company.
0: Well, they might kick him out of the the building because he's been refusing to pay the city of San Francisco the rent he needs to pay on the building. Cool.
1: (laughs) Right. But you and I both know that that's a ploy to fight against one of the most liberal cities in the country.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure.
1: We're about to have the richest, the second richest man in the world complain about the exorbitant prices in San Francisco and how the Democratic government of San Francisco skyjacked these prices. And while that might be partially true, you don't get to complain about that. You rich bitch. Yeah. (laughs) You don't get to say I'm rich bitch and then complain about having to pay a bill. (laughs) Like, fuck it. <laughs> right, because if he wanted to move Twitter, he could move Twitter. Yeah, it's true. I guarantee you, if he decided that he wanted to buy an office building in downtown Dallas, the fucking state of Texas would wave him in like a fucking 747.
0: Oh, yeah. oh they'd love that shit.
1: <laughs> right. So
0: <sighs>
1: it's all a fucking game.
0: Yeah. Feels bad.
1: What does? Just watching cool. Twitter burn to the ground? Because yeah. I'm I'm pretty alright with that. <laughs> oh
0: man. Well, Brandon, uh, besides laughing at billionaires, what
1: are you geeking on? Uh <laughs> what the fuck am I geeking on? What have I been doing lately? Uh I think realistically, Jamie, it's just been a lot of uh, work and trying to stay up with that shit. And I think I will go with my my uh, 10 minute diatribe about American Scandal, that podcast series as my uh, what have I been geeking on? Clearly, it's enough that I've been shouting about it. So <laughs> let's let's feel free to, to hit the rewind, double back if you want to talk <laughs> about that or hear. my Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so uh, Jamie Niguchi, what have you been
0: geeking on? Do you remember the Scholastic Book Fair from your childhood days in elementary school? I think I know where you're
1: going. And yes, Jamie, it was a magical time where I got to experience the financial independence (laughs) of being able to take my not so hard earned money from my dad (laughs) and go to the book fair and be able to buy whatever I please because the scholastic book fair was full of great titles and great items that were all safe for kids to buy and got a chance to get into whatever I wanted to get into. I could buy horror books. I could buy magazines. I could buy coloring books. I could buy pencil sharpeners. I could get all sorts of things. And I am paraphrasing of course, because it's been a fucking while (laughs) since i've actually been to a scholastic book fair oh yeah but i remember them having like the weird gigantic fucking metal bookcases that were like set up as a temporary shop and they set up like right in front of the auditorium and like it was a great experience because i got to confidently walk over and go all right i have $20 $20 and I can buy one of these and one of these and one of yeah. these and then I go over to my teacher and then I double check my math and she's like, you got to put something back. Yeah. You go, okay. And then you go and you look at your stuff and then you look at your money and then you look at your stuff and you look at your money, you look at the stuff money, stuff, money, stuff, money, stuff, money. And you're like, hmm. And then you, you put the thing back that you really probably shouldn't have put back because that pencil sharpener is shaped like a duck and I fucking love that shit. And then you go back over and then you ring yourself out and then you take those dollars because you couldn't remember how much you actually had. You grip those fucking ones in your hand like <laughs> Thanos. You walk over and you start scanning because you're like, his money's burning a hole in my pocket. I swear to God, if I come back with any more than 14 cents, I will actually die. <laughs> <laughs> it was a delightful experience. It is. It, it, yeah, it, it is. It is a lesson in independence. It is a very positive experience for kids to be able to uh, learn and pick the things that they want. It's a chance to encourage already existing interests. Like it's, it's a fucking 10. Like yeah, yeah, I love it. it. It's it's book fair week this week and Nice. Seeing all the kids
0: just light up when they're coming out, it's like, look what I bought, look what I bought, look what I bought, or just grabbing on their parents
1: and saying, like, br- Can we go br- to the book fair? Can right, we, go, can to we go, go to the book, book fair? Right. And the idea that kids are like, I want to go get books. And you're like, Yeah, this feels fucking weird, but let's go with it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's go do this. But yeah, there's not too many because you can't give them the idea that they can just buy as many books as they want. <laughs> no matter how much you want to encourage that shit, like, there's yeah. a limit. There is there are so
0: many good YA comics too. Like I like 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 what Jamie? Like one that you make? No, ours is on the shelves this
1: year. What? <laughs> I thought we were I thought we were heading down the road. No, no, no. Road. No,
0: but I have I've, oh. I've seen stuff from some of my friends on the shelves and it's amazing. Okay. It's, just, it's it's great to see all their stuff out there. And like yes. To see, like, to talk to the librarian, and, and she's like, "Oh yeah, I had to order more of those because they're flying off the shelf." And it's just, it's good to see your peers getting their shine, and the kids yes. connecting with their stuff and getting excited about Ye- all this yes. shit. Yes, and, Like bookmarks, yes. bookmarks are still popular. Erasers yeah. are still popular. Yes, they they have the candy, but I think for the most part, like the comics are are going. Man, kids love them. Some comics
1: and yeah that's,
0: that's good to see
1: <laughs> yeah i no, personal gain aside that warms the heart that kids are still running toward comics like they used to yeah that's awesome
0: and then i was like well why don't they have book fair for middle school high school college and us and then i was like oh that's just going to the bookstore
1: <laughs> well no they i had it for middle school too they had it they had it in middle school yeah they had it for middle school for me too
0: yo that's awesome
1: yeah i i think it was only sixth and seventh graders maybe okay but i i remember at least for sixth graders that was a
0: thing so you had middle school which is six seven and eight yes ah okay i'm we had junior high school so we didn't have that shit seven and eight they were like fuck you you don't get to have any fun
1: yeah see no it was yeah no i had i had uh K through five at, at the elementary school, six, seven, and eight at the middle school, and then nine, ten, eleven, and twelve all at the high school. So oh, wow. it, it broke everything up that way. So kids got to be dickheads, informative, and, and, and whatever it is <laughs> yeah. in middle school, and they very much broke that school up into sections where like the kids didn't really merge much, and like all the sixth graders were kind of in a general area, yeah. and like the only time that you came across anyone, like they had different bells. And everything. Oh wow! Because um, they didn't—they didn't want any fucking shenanigans happening. So it was like you you broke and like the sixth graders would go first on the first bell and then you know a couple minutes later it was the seventh graders and then the eighth graders and then there was a secondary bell for the sixth grade like so you had a little bit of mingling but the chance of a sixth grader and an eighth grader being in the same place at the same time was yeah. like ships in the night like you <laughs> might got fucked with a little bit but people had places to go and teachers were out in the hallway
0: yeah well i think I I love the book fair. I love seeing the kids get excited about it. The, I guess the only equivalent I could see these days is going to like a, like a comic show where it's, it's mostly books or where it's mostly comics and stuff instead of a multimedia show where it's like movies and actors and all. Yeah.
1: A a, a convention has a bit of that stuff. I think you still get it sometimes when you hit like a specialty store. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Like yeah. If, if you happen to go somewhere that's like a vintage bookstore yeah. or a vintage toy store, or it's a specialty, like it's a hiking store. Like I get this feeling when I go to REI yeah, where I'm like, these are all the things that I want to play with and I want to try out. And I don't know when I'm really going to use them, but boy, yeah. how am I fucking excited? I'm going to end up buying yeah. something. Today. I swear to God, I'm going to buy something. Today. I get, like it's, I get, yeah. It, yeah, it's, it's that, it's that I'm in an environment that I'm not normally in And it's not a target and it's not a Walmart. It's like, you're here to do this thing. This thing. And it's like, yeah, yeah. And you put yourself in a different mental space where you're like, I want this. So like when you go into a comic store, you go in with the mindset of like, fuck what was the last thing I read and then what have I seen everybody else geeking out about and like what catches my eye and like for me those three things like I go wandering around I'm like all right I've seen everybody else geeking out about that I'll wait for the omnibus for that this seems pretty cool and this is a thing that one of my friends is working on snag snag yeah and then ask them like hey when are they doing the full collection they go probably another six months you go okay cool thanks and then you buy everything and then roll the fuck out yeah But like, I go in with a different mindset. I don't shop in a comic store the same way I go for groceries. Right. I don't go in with a list. I go in with a loose idea of what I want.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I I think you're right. I think like hitting up those specialty stores, you, it kind of lights up and you kind of go like, oh man, there's a PRS. There's a PRS. Uh (laughs) There's a PRS.
1: Fucking music stores are another great example of that where like you go in and you start playing with shit and then you start like, oh man, if only I could afford this (laughs) and this next thing you know, you're like, (laughs) you're, you're moving bills around to figure out how soon (laughs) you can buy this thing. When you walked in, you had no plans to buy an instrument. Now you were quite literally rearranging your finances to figure out when you can have this piece of wood in your fucking office. Like That's silver sky, man. It keeps calling me. Calling me, calling you, man. Fucking
0: shit is man. wild. Um, but yeah, book fair. I love it. Uh, I don't know if there's an equivalent to old people, but book fairs are great. I love it when all the kids are getting excited. They're telling each other what they bought. You know, um, mm-hmm. one of Hazel's friends is really into horror movies, so she got like a horror oh, nice. book. <laughs> nice. And I was like, we should get her a subscription to Shutter, so she can watch all the
1: shit. By the way, the, the old people equivalency that I've seen with this are like, um, car shows. Ah, yeah. Going to car shows. Yeah. Like uh, old, old men, especially whether they can afford the car or not, they love going and they love chit chatting with the other guys, whatever it is. And they have every interest to go in there. And it is like a, uh, you go there to make them feel good and they're not necessarily buying anything but they are very much trading in good nature and compliments Yeah, because these guys don't fix up that vet and polish that thing for days to drive out there and put the little fucking weird cabbage patch kids that are leaning up against the cars up on the side of the things Yeah, because they feel good about it they do it secretly because they want to have another dude with pins in their hats walk up and go Says sixty six. That is gorgeous. Yeah, and the paint looks a. You spent a lot of time on that, didn't you? How you doing? I'm Barry. Barry, <laughs> I'm Barry. right <laughs> I'm, I'm name, <laughs> right? Guess our parents were friends. Anyway, and. But like that sort of shit is what they're trading. And it's, it's kind of an equivalency thing of like, it's a specialty location that you go to that is much more lower key and much more chit chat. And they're they're looking for certain things. The, the pay version of that are swap meets,
0: mm, mm-hmm.
1: which I don't know if you've ever been to a swap meet. No, actually. Swamp meets fucking wild because usually they're automotive based. There's one that happens in Carlisle, Pennsylvania. It's, uh, I don't know, like an hour 15 north of where I live. And it is fucking wild because <laughs> they basically take like a fairground area and it, and then people basically drive their cars up and load out a bunch of old car parts or old car memorabilia or old signs or Coke bottles or whatever sort of Americana shit you can find. Oh, cool. And then usually don't put prices on any of it. And you walk around and casually see something that you really fucking want and then act like you don't want it and then ask how much it is. And then the game's afoot. <laughs> Hey, I don't got that. How about, uh, how ah. about, uh. <laughs> so that's a, uh, it's carburetor for a, uh, GMC, huh? Yeah. 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 Good. Good thing you recognize it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> what do you, uh, a lot of interest it. in that today. <laughs> how much you want for it? <laughs> 450, huh? Mm, Feels mm. A little high. Feels a little high. Say <laughs> hey, what? I'm going to go take a walk around. If, uh, Oh, 300. Oh, boy, you came down quite a bit. That's that's real tempting. I'll tell you what. I'm, I'm going to go get a lemonade. <laughs> I'll, I'll be over there. And uh, we'll swing back by and... Uh and uh, see if anybody else had any interest in it or anything else. Like, that. I, I don't want to undercut you. I don't want to undercut you. <laughs> and you play this fucking game all day long. And most of the guys walk around with, like, beach carts or old, like, red rider wagons or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. Full of fucking car parts. The amount of... Weird, sad dudes with pins in their hats that have rider wagons that are full of fucking like Dodge doors and shit. Like, like guys will put like post sides on them to build up their ability to carry shit and everything else like that. The Mopar guys are fucking bananas. That's amazing. The, the market is fucking crazy. That's so yeah. Fun. The the amount of like, oh, what's that? And like. Nobody labels anything. You don't know what the fuck anything is. You got to know what the fuck you're looking at because nobody wants to give it away and nobody wants to play around and everybody knows how much the stuff's really worth. And everybody knows what the basement is. And it's fucking wild and it's exhausting.
0: (laughs) It's fucking exhausting. Oh man. That's awesome.
1: Yeah. But yeah, I, I, that is rad to see that one, the book fairs are still happening. Oh yeah. That, that warms my heart. And two, to know that kids are still fucking excited about books. Oh, they love them. They fucking like love them. with, with uh, how much we have let technology kind of take over. It is really good to see that books are still kind of a staple that comics are still a staple that like kids still want to sit down and turn pages They absolutely love them. That's great. Love them. Brandon, where can people find you? You can find me and my warmed heart on Instagram. The last bastion of true social media freedom. Thank you, Zuckerberg. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Like a goddamn bald eagle. Anyway, no, he's a fucking cuck too. I, I, he's a, he's Somehow is super rich and still can't get a decent He's a piece coverage. of shit, but
0: he doesn't speak that I, often. So yeah, that's, that's great.
1: Fucking! That's
0: great. He doesn't. Smartest thing
1: Bezos does
0: is just yeah, saying fucking worst say uh, Anyway, the you can find up. me on
1: Instagram at that guy Chalmers Jamie Gucci. Where can they find you? Oh my god, so many fucking places. I was gonna Jesus say I saw you you Christ. doing the the tick and tackins. <sighs> it's so labor wise, it's very easy. Like sure, uh, but you're adding to your to do list that is already fucking massive. Yeah, but like. Taking photos of the
0: in-progress shots, instead of uploading them to Twitter, now I upload them to, um, to the Tic Tacs. The and- Tic <laughs> Yeah. And then you do it once and then you upload it to all the other ones. To everything else. All right. Well, at least that's not. and the Instas and the okay. Tubes and all that shit and all that kind of stuff. It seems like I'm doing more work. I'm just doing the same stuff, but putting it to different platforms. Okay. All right. Fair um, enough. Yeah. Uh, and then wherever finer podcasts are sold. And uh, the blood feud continues with the boss.
1: Goddamn right it does, because we're not gonna quit on you. Eventually, <laughs> they might have a backlog, but I need you to understand they ain't recording every week. <laughs> I know they're secret. <laughs> we're gonna record newspaper. I won't buy a newspaper. I won't buy a newspaper. But <laughs> <laughs> uh all right, bye. Mark.
0: Are you sure yes?